Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Rodcast. How you doing today, Pastor Rod? Awesome. Awesome, mate. How are you? Doing great. Right. Living the dream. God is good. <laughs> um, so, today, we're going to be talking about um, how can we as individuals and churches be committed to sharing the gospel with those who have never heard. Um, and last week in our previous episodes, we talked about the why, uh, why we must be committed to that. And I just really encourage you, um, it'd be great if you could listen to that episode before this one. Of course, you can just go ahead and keep listening, but it really sets up this episode well. Um, but today we're talking about the how. Um, so I just want to dive in, Pastor Rod, firstly, an individual level. What does it look like um, for us as an individual to be committed to sharing the gospel? I think um, there's a great scripture in, in Proverbs 2918, it says, without a vision, the people perish. That word perish is actually die. Without a vision, people die. Now, that doesn't mean literally. It means spiritually, emotionally. There's something in us that God's built within us to live out of vision, to live out of purpose. And mm. it's actually the main reason I became a believer at 19, if we want to dive back in that far. But I was a young man without vision. I had lots of um, good things happening in my life, but I had no purpose and I think that um, we've all got to be involved in God's world. If we're believers and we have the Holy Spirit, we must be open to God's world, um, seeing, seeing things God's way. And one of those things is a heart for others, a heart to do something for other people, no matter what our bent temperament gifts are. We say, God, can I use my, my, my gifts for other people? I think without that, we do lack purpose. And I think a church without vision is a church without mission, and a church without mission is a church without vision. So I believe every local church should have a vision, uh, an individual vision, God-given vision that is inspiring, is motivating, and will certainly be a blessing to the church. So it couldn't be big enough, this question. I believe we must have a vision from the Holy Spirit. Amazing. And, of course, that's going to, for individuals, that's going to look the outworking that's going to look very different, isn't it? Like we're not saying that everyone should, you know, quit their jobs and become a full-time pastor or go into full-time ministry. So just talk a bit about that for how how that looks for different people. I love what John Maxwell says. John Maxwell is an amazing uh, leadership. I think he's the number one leadership teacher in the world. And he's a Christian man, an ex-pastor. And he uses some key words to, to describe what you're talking about, that everybody has, uh, gifts, everybody has passion, and everybody they've got their own situation. And and he said it's God-given. Mm-hmm. Temperament, passion, gifts, purpose is individual. So it will bless me because I'm made that way. God will want me to do and he'll put it in my heart to do. So no, not not everyone's meant to to do missions overseas or to do anything. It's individual. But we have to discover. And this is the big thing about gifts and temperament is that we need to discover who we are and then use it. And if we use it and it's from God, we will feel satisfied. We're going to feel good. Mental health will increase. Mm. Probably physical health will increase because we're doing what we should be doing in life. Mm. And then we actually see fruitfulness coming out of that. And I think discovery is a big part of the local church. It's a big part of reading the word. And saying, God, who am I? And what do I do? In fact, the, the little phrase, who am I, I think is almost like number one or two Google search in the world. I think number one might be, where is hope or is there hope? But number two is, who am I? And they're linked. And um, so people all, 
Christians, non-Christians, are desiring to be to live a fruitful, satisfying life, right? I think most people would say that. Um, I'd like to know who I am and what I'm supposed to do and is there hope. So God is giving that to us through his word, through his Holy Spirit, through the local church leadership that we, we're under. Um, it's different. It's so different. We don't look the same. Um, but we should be obeying the voice of the Holy Spirit with the vision. Without a vision, the people perish. Which vision? The vision that God has put in our heart. And with mm. that vision, we will not die. We'll be like oxygen to our soul. In fact, someone described um, vision as oxygen to the soul. It's that important. You need it to breathe and live and have good mental health. Amazing. Wow. Big question. Yeah. <laughs> and um, I think for me personally, it was it was really, it was through the local church where I discovered who I am in God and vision. And would you say how important is us as individuals being in the local church, finding vision there, serving there? What's the relation? Well, Jesus calls us to be in fellowship. And it, it's just, it's a no-brainer thinking about, life and and teamwork uh, the local church is, is your local team mm. and and it's based around local um or, or agreed values and and the, the values of the the statement of faith of the church and who we are and what we do and we say we like though we like that vision we like that and we attach ourselves to a community of like values what that does it just increases what we have times whatever times 10 times 100 it just exponential increase of my gifts and talents into a larger pool of people with the same cause. So here's a team that's united, has the same values, is moving forward, and, and someone links. It's just going to be an increase of the individual and the church. And I think with missions is, is really a big area where this is true, where, you know, with, with my passion to do something, I've got a bit of money or a bit of, you know, time and some I want to pray and what do I do? And you link to the local church, like a plug-in. It, mm. it should be like electric, <laughs> electric mm. vision now, bigger vision now, just increased. So the local church vision should increase my vision, should never decrease my vision. I think it's a really big thing. The local church should help empower a God-given vision. I'm not talking about selfish vision. I'm talking about a God-given vision that helps other people. And plug-in, like electric socket, it just electrifies it increases, it, it, it goes longer and further and bigger. And so my bit of money added to other big people's money, um, even if it's a little bit of money, um, becomes a, a big bit of money and we can do something significant in the world, uh, serve some people at home or abroad, uh, be part of you know digging wells somewhere or helping some orphans somewhere or, or, or giving to our local um, charity. Or, but my little bit becomes a bigger bit when it's joined together and it's also the local church is an encouragement party where sometimes it's hard to get things started, but together we stay on course until there is some fruitfulness there. I think being alone is very, very hard. And when I hear of Christians who say, oh, I'm just going to be by myself. I don't need a local church. I'm part of the big C church. You know, you know, sometimes people say that. The, the world church, I say, true, you are. Sounds like you're going to heaven. But you need to plug into the little C church, the local church, to empower what God has put in your life and to be a, an encouragement party. Um, you know, so it's just bigger. Everything's bigger. And an example would be uh, here at Lifehouse, we love to give to something we call, uh, it's called Tejas 
Asia. It's actually in India, in New Delhi. And every year we help about 440 kids uh, go to school. We don't take them out of their family. They're in their local family, but they are the poorest of the poor. They live in um, tin sheds or even cardboard boxes with their families. And and we get to take buses in with food and and medicine and 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 we get to we get to uh, feed them and then they come to our when they're when they're strong enough they come to our actual school in the community just just you know like nine or three or something every day and they they learn maths and, and English and local language and and then uh, they graduate and they, they go to university or, or um, some sort of technical school or. Um, whatever it is, and and all of a sudden the family can get out of poverty. Now, we've done that in Lifehouse for many years, and we've seen various stages of growth. And what I say to our church is, uh, I can't tell you you must tithe. I can't say that. But I can tell you you must give to something as a Christian. God's called us to forgive and to give. And this is our opportunity organized that people in Tokyo, Osaka, Hong Kong can give their little bit of money and some people big money, we pull it together and we say to anyone in the church, no matter how much or little you gave, you were part of the miracle. And we have photos of little Ravi growing up and getting healed of his sores and now at school and saying, thank you. Now I am learning and I'm going to be, I'm not trying to imitate their accent, I'm just a little kid. And um, yeah. just, just, we can all be part of that. The 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 the, the university student who gives ten dollars is part mm. of that miracle, mm. and the big business person, man or woman, gives thousands of dollars, can be part of that miracle. And together, the local church did it, and we say we did it together. And there's such a unity. And I think those university students who give the little bit, when they get a job later on, it's going to be no brainer. They're going to give to other things in larger. Amount. So I think that the church should be this incredible. What's the word? Just we all put it all together, and then we all we all receive the benefit and the blessing. And then I say, and when you get to heaven, you might not have ever met little Ravi, but you'll meet Ravi and his whole family in heaven and some of their friends, and you'll get mm-hmm. to say, "I'm so glad we gave that little bit or that lot in the local church." This is a big vision. I think we need to talk about missions in the big, from the yeah. little to the big, on my own, I don't know anyone in India. I don't know where to give. Mm. I don't know how to give. And so we don't yeah. give. The local church should be a missions powerhouse. Mm. Love it. Well, let's let's shift towards talking about the church. Um, at a church level, local church, um, what is a church that does effective um, gospel missions, what, what does that look like? Wow. <laughs> um, it's got to come from a God-given vision, and then we build God-given relationships. I think those two are the most important things, that the church has a vision from God, could be local, could be international, could be both, maybe should be both. Um, and then it's God-given relationships because I believe that missions should have this wonderful cycle that when we get the news back and we see what happened, we, we're inspired to give more and get more and pe- more people involved. Then the third one should be longevity. In, in other words, this is not just a, a one-off thing, but we're going to actually help this people group or this this church area or this this um, difficult part of the world. Longevity. 
I think churches that give here, then give there, is, is so is so wonderful. But it's even more wonderful to see the progression of a society and a group of people. We get to know them, the pastors, the leaders, some of the young people. Like I mentioned, Ravi, that's a real young boy that we're following. And some of the older ones who have graduated high school or are now in, in, in technical college or university. We get, you get to see the whole life of a community changing and then someone comes out of that community to do something great and then is able to pull others out and and all of a sudden we've impacted a whole region. Um, just recently I, I saw a video of a, a young lady who is now uh, very high up in the World Bank, uh, the, the organization that helps distribute money from United Nations and other nations to the world. And she started off as a Watoto orphan girl in Amazing. Uganda. And so when I saw her on the, on, the, on the screen with a lot of others, she's just a very beautiful young lady, shining, full of Jesus, thanking Jesus for her start. That, that, and then she was uh, brought into Watoto uh, Homes as an orphan uh, and thankful to uh, Gary and Marilyn Skinner who st- started Watoto that's now helped, t- I think, tens of thousands of orphans in Uganda and other places now like South Sudan. And this young lady is now vice president of part of the World Bank and she's shining and she's in a position of authority and she's saying, thank you for where I started and now I'm able to help other communities. Now, it's her role is not Christian, but her role is to release world finances to uh, needy spots in the whole world and you just go, wow, this, this mission thing is is crazy good. So, what did I say? A church, local church mission, we pull together local church relationships. And then I think there's got to be long-term fruitfulness. Mm. I, I said long-term, you know, like um, longevity, but long-term fruitfulness, which might be a hard start. So, at the beginning, is not much fruit. But mm. the people we're sowing into become fruitful over time. And some mission work takes time. Here in Japan in 2002, when we started, we had very little fruit. And you think, well, is it worth it? But now all these years later, Japan is not just a, 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 a good church. We're actually releasing funds to Tejas and we've become a mission sender after 20 years. And it's just amazing to see the kingdom breathing like lungs, breathe in, breathe out, you know, receive and give, receive and give. Um, this is what I would say to local churches. This is really important for our health and for eternity. Mm. Amazing. That's some great, great practical things. <laughs> Vision, relationship, longevity. Incredible. Um, can you just talk to us about, you know, this concept of world missions of local churches supporting other local churches in different parts of the world? What are you seeing there? Um, I would... Uh as the second one, there was relationship. And there are some amazing people in the world that would do better if they had your relationship or someone's relationship. They would do better in friendships. They would do better in mentoring, training, and they would have some resources to reach out. So, for our, our friends in India, Marlo and Cheryl, Philip, um, we, we, I'd known them for many years. Um, they've both got master's degrees. They could live in any country in the world, but God called them back to New Delhi to the poorest of the poor, and I knew them. Mm. And we had been given a bit of money, and I just, I just want to be part of that. And, and our church has just expanded um, 
because of that. Now, I don't know if I answered your question there, but there was, there was a, a progression of relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think there are a lot of churches around the world that would – I know what you asked. You asked, what, you know, how do we do with local churches? There are a lot of great local churches that need your help, mm-hmm. full stop. They need mm-hmm. your prayers. They need some teams. They need some mentoring and they need some finance. And I know some people might have got burnt or hurt through giving to something that didn't w- work out, which does happen. But we shouldn't get um, react reactive to that. We should say, Lord, you've got some people for us to help. And whatever we gave was given to God. And yeah. I just really encourage people, give again, try again, go again with good relationships. Now, there are some churches that are called to church plant, and that's a different deal. Church planting is always a large, a large commitment to people and resource, um, and it takes time. But if you're called to an area, go and investigate, make some friends, find out some things, go to the best churches in, the, in that city or that area and, and investigate what did they do, what did they do well, and maybe emulate or copy some of that stuff. Ask for help within the nation. So church planting should be strategic mm. and it should be um, uh, covered with prayer and, and love and finance and, and believing that's going to burst into flame somewhere there. Church planting is hard. There's no question. Mm. And I would really encourage people to do their research before they church plant. Yeah. Amazing. I guess I ask that question because I think when, and I've always, I think for a long time, I thought this way when you think about world missions or let's do missions, we think, you know, um, missions organizations and, and there's lots of great, I mean, we just talked about Tejas Asia, an organization we love that's connected to the local church, but it's it's not a local church. It's a school. It's a outreach program. And um, but I think this concept as well of, you know, there's so many local churches that you could partner with to to empower and help and I think that's a really exciting thing that's happening in the world. And we've benefited from a lot of churches and, uh, you know, our church plants in Japan and other parts of Asia, right? Yeah. And and we've had help also with teams coming, um, mm. young teams, young adult teams and and helping us make friends in our nations. And, and here's the interesting thing that I, I think almost every single team we've had, we've had tens and tens, probably maybe 50 over the 20 years I'd say almost every single one, the young people and the leader went back more filled with the Holy Spirit, more filled with vision, mm. and filled with vision for their local church. So the local church sending teams did not lose, but it's that win-win-win. It's it's we won because we got new friends. They won because the people were discipled and excited, and the people we reached won because they heard the good news. Um so that's another area where churches could be involved is sending young adult teams or sending some team to do to do something. But everybody wins when we do missions well. Love it. Um, what would you say to, if we have anyone listening who's a pastor or, you know, one of the senior leaders at a church that is outside um, of, we talked about the 1040 window, which is the unreached window, mm. the most unreached window of the world. But let's say a pastor who's listening in, in New Zealand or America or countries where, uh, sure, there's a lot of lost people to be reached, but there's a lot of people have heard. And what would you say to a pastor like that listening today? Um, I've just heard a statistic this week, again, from Joshua Project, which is the, the great group saying that 42% of the world have never heard about Jesus. And they're talking about missions giving. And they're saying of all the dollars given, I think it's North America, but of all the dollars given, less than 
1% goes to the 42% unreached. Wow. So the 99% of all the missions giving goes to existing fields that they need missions and they need money, um, but only less than 1% goes wow. to the unreached people and less than 1% of the missionaries as well. So I, I, I would say we don't stop doing the rest. You know, I'm not saying let's, let's reallocate money, but I think there needs to be um, vision for the unreached. Mm. I think that's got to change. I mean, if we're going to change the 42%, Something's got to change with people being sent to tell people and money's got to be made available and there's got to be pathways for young people. Um, I'd also say to um, churches around the world that, that you can do something online or linking online mm-hmm. and um, you know, help mentor pastors and leaders in nations, but again, it's through relationship. I've been in Asia for most of my adult life and I, I have to admit most people just doing a spot teaching or a spot touch doesn't make much difference. It is the relationship mm. that makes the difference, being able to, to mentor long-term and help pastors through difficult times. So mentoring, mentoring and being involved in relationships in the 42% of the world that have never heard, releasing teams, releasing fact-finding teams and how, we, how can we help and where's the relationships. Mm. I would love to say to every church, I think you need some project in the 1040 window. I think you need something in that 42% to make a difference. Do the rest, absolutely, but why not add something mm. that's a project? Which project in the 1040 window are we going to be involved in, whether it's India or Myanmar or Thailand or Japan or wherever it is? Mm. Where, what can we do in addition and I, I know there are some incredible churches around the world doing amazing things um, in both. So I think that model is real. It's there. We, we're going to help these people in the Caribbean and we're going to help these people in you know, North Africa. And mm. it's, that, it's that, that combination of um, – and, and different fields have different fruitfulness, which we need to understand. Mm. Um, there's, a, there's a very interesting scripture, and I think it's Isaiah – um, 32, it says that the, 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 the trees will become a forest and the desert will become trees. In other words, the process of missions, mm. some missions are, are bursting into flame right now, you know, in the Philippines and um, Colombia and, and there's flames of fire and Brazil, wow. And there's other nations just starting to move towards fruitfulness like Japan and mm. some other nations as well. This this, this so, so be involved in that and that and see that and that and you, you understand what I'm saying. I think we need to be involved where people have never heard about Jesus. And, of course, I'm a great believer in that. That's why I'm in Japan. All right. Come on. Amazing. Wow. So you said 1% goes less to that than. 10.40, less than 1%. In fact, one, smart, one smarty pants in America – not that they're all smarty pants in America, just I read, a, <laughs> I read a blog, said that with Christians, they spend more money on their, their, their pets' Halloween costumes than they give to third world missions or, 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 or the 42%. They give more to the, the costumes, not, not dog food, to the costumes of Halloween or their pets than they give to world missions. And um, he's saying it as an American speaking to the American church. I'm not, I can't do that because I'm not American. Mm. But he's saying to his own people, this should not be. Like, mm. sure, have fun with your pet, but 
come on, we've got to give to the we've got to we've got to give to the unreached. We've got to give we've got to start changing the the concept mm. of giving to the unreached world. Yeah, wild. I remember just recently I, I've I heard how much money was given annually to churches in America. And it there's a few different numbers on the internet if you Google, but it, it, most are around the hundred billion dollars a year is given in churches uh, in America. That was yeah. that kind of blew my mind. Yeah, um, that's a lot. Yeah, that one percent I mentioned is not total tithes. It's missions. Yeah, one yeah. percent of missions giving. Mm. Yeah. So it's yeah, it's a percentage of that, and then a one percent one percent of that smaller percentage. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty wild. And we don't want to make people feel guilty. We just want to make people no. feel visionary. Like, yeah, come, come on. on. We, yeah. we can change the world. So, my message is not feel bad. My message is why don't we do something? Why don't we get mm. a vision? And young people, millennials, Gen Z, some mm. of your businesses can fund missions. Come on. You can put, you can put a branch in, in somewhere in the world and say, well, what are we doing there? And, and start to create jobs and finance in that area to alongside of sharing the gospel. There's so many options now. Yeah. With this generation. I love this generation. We can reach the world. Yeah, amazing. Come on. So for those who want to get involved, check out joshuaproject.com. Look at all those nations, pray, get some vision, start reaching out, getting some relationships and let's do it. Amazing. Fantastic. Incredible. Um just any any last thoughts you'd like to add before we wrap up, Pastor Rod? Last week, I shared a, 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 a quote from C.T. Studd, a British upper-class young man who gave his life for India and Africa. C.T. Studd said this, only one life will soon be passed. Only what's done for Christ will last. Well, he wrote something else. He said, it's a poem. I'm, I'm just going to quote it to you. It, it says, um, some want to live within the sound of church or chapel bell. I want to run a rescue shop within a yard of hell. And I think there are some people right now feeling, God, I want to use my life to not just help my, my own little area where there are churches, but to reach out into the unreached areas and reach some people for eternity in Jesus' name. Come on. Amen. <laughs> um, please pray for us. Lord, I want to pray that uh, you touch every single believer here and even people who don't yet believe that there is a wonderful, wonderful Jesus, who died and rose again, and you're in our lives, Lord Jesus. You, you've, you've filled us. And I pray there'd be a vision to touch people, love people, give to people. The churches will be on fire again for this next generation, next outreach, next expansion of the church. We're going to be a part of it. We're going to um, unite as local churches and, 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 and individuals and, and give and pray and see the most amazing harvest of souls and people going to heaven this world has ever seen. We want to be a part of it, Lord. Help us in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, thanks so much for joining us today. Looking forward to seeing you soon. Thank you so much for joining us today. And if you enjoyed today's episode with Pastor Rod, why don't you subscribe on whatever platform you are listening to this and we'll see you next time.